Hey girly, what is up? Welcome to Unhidden. My name is Vesta and I am so glad that you're here. My heart is for this show to not only be a fruitful podcast, but a thriving community. One where we can talk about the hard things in life with no shame and celebrate the beautiful things in life with the fullness of joy. From Jesus, to dating, to marriage, to life, to friendships, and even sexuality. I wanna talk about it all and provide a safe space for you to do the same. Yeah, we're gonna get real here, okay? So don't be scared. Just take a deep breath, grab a drink, kick up your feet, and unmask. Let's do this. Let's get unhidden. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Unhidden. My name is Vesta, and I'm here with the hubby. Hey. So we literally are in Dallas right now, and we're actually recording this laying in bed. Um, we had a different one recorded um, for tomorrow or for Tuesday. I don't, I don't know when. I mean, you're obviously going to hear this tomorrow, but we had one recorded, and... There was a lot that went down. Um, I was actually processing our journey as we were recording it, and all sorts of emotions were coming up. And not that I don't want to share that. Um, I just don't. It just wasn't a, a cohesive recap of our journey because I was literally in the midst of processing, which is probably going to happen in another episode, meaning processing while recapping, but at least I can process in order. And I don't necessarily think it was as cohesive as it could have been. Um, and I just didn't feel good about it. So instead, we're going to go ahead and just um, answer three questions that we got. Um, and we're, yeah, we're just going to focus on those three questions for this episode. And then the next one, we're going to be a little bit more strategic on how we recap our yeah. journey. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start with um, Stephanie. So Stephanie asked an awesome question, and it was, how far physically do we feel is acceptable while dating? And, mm. um, yeah, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. I... I don't necessarily know how to answer that. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I personally think it's truly just up to you and whoever you are walking that journey with. I mean, obviously, don't, uh, don't fornicate. Like, you should not have sex before marriage, and I would suggest not even touching each other. Um, those are the boundaries I would place there, but like holding hands or kissing, if that's something that you, and cuddling, if that's something you can handle and it doesn't cause you to be even the more tempted, then I would say that that's totally fine. But I think it's truly based off of who you are as an individual, how you and your relationship can handle such affection and then go from there and whatever your personal convictions are. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's really good. And I think it's important Oh, wow. We're in an Airbnb right now, and so we have no idea what you may or may not hear. It's an apartment. It sounded like some dog just died. <laughs> um, I think it's important to state, and just to be forward, 
and upfront that like what we would say is acceptable is not necessarily what was reflected in our journey. I mean, we, and this is maybe going to touch on another question just a little bit, but we definitely had our own fair share of struggles. And um, I think that it's, it's definitely, I think that the Lord gives grace, but it's definitely important to have that conversation uh, before you even begin hanging out alone. Yeah. And if, especially if you are hanging out alone, it's just really good to have that conversation and to be on the same page. Um, and to not necessarily make that decision by yourselves, but bring other people into it, other people that you trust and yeah, other people that, uh, you know, would share a godly perspective. And, um, yeah, I also think it's, I also think it's really good not to be legalistic and not to be religious and not to be, um, not to just like be a Nazi about it because, which um, I could be sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to have, you need to give yourself some freedom to some extent, obviously within the boundaries that you set, but like give yourself grace and not, yeah, just don't be, yeah, it's truly, it's truly, there's no cookie cutter answer except that the cookie cutter could be scripture. You know, the Lord sets and establishes boundaries um, for people outside of marriage, but I think... Like, there are people who don't kiss before they get married, and that's certainly not the perspective that I shared, but um, there's nothing wrong with that, and there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with either. It's not, yeah, it's not sinful to kiss before marriage, and, and I know that some people say, uh, you know, there's a scripture passage in Ephesians that talks, uh, Paul's talking about... Um, purity and sexual immorality and he's and he's saying to the church you should not even have the slightest bit of sexual immorality among you not even the slightest hint and people take the slightest hint. i've literally heard before i heard a pastor once and i completely disagree with him i heard a pastor once say that you shouldn't even hold hands because that is the slightest hint and i to- i don't agree with that interpretation of scripture i don't think that's what i don't think that's what the lord was trying to communicate through Paul to a group of believers that were riddled with sexual immorality, I, I, I don't think that that's what Paul was saying. And I think it's absolutely fine to hold hands and even to kiss. Um, even, I mean, well, not even, I meant to say, isn't sexual immorality like the actual... I don't know if it's Greek or Hebrew. I can't. Even, I can never remember. But like, aren't they actually referring to fornication when it's spoken of? Uh, by fornication, are you talking about inter- intercourse? Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that. I think. I think that is potentially what it means. But my point is that pastor that I that said that in a sermon to 
a large group of high school students that I was in, like a thousand or more kids, I was like really shocked to hear that at the time. And I, I just looking back on it, I think it was extremely religious or legalistic to go that far. Yeah. And so I, I just, I say that to say, obviously like the pastor was wanting to keep people from having sex outside of marriage and, and not even open the door to temptation. And once the door of temptation is open, it is incredibly hard to shut that door. And um, so I know some people would rather just be super, super precautious. Um, and I think that's fine for some people. I also think that if your love language is physical touch, there's absolutely no shame in holding hands. Yeah. And that's a legitimate way of expressing love to someone that is not sinful at all. Yeah. So, and it's not sexually immoral. Yeah. I I, I definitely agree. I feel like, again, really pray about it and check your heart and make sure that you know the root of the boundary that you're setting. Because I know early on with Stuart and I, um, I don't know, I guess just a lot of fear and security and just religious legalistic ways were the roots of a lot of the boundaries that I set. And it was just, it was fear of man. It was, I don't know, it was just, it wasn't truly... I didn't really actually seek those things out with the Lord. Like I didn't really pull him into it. I just made this abrupt, like he mentioned, sort of Nazi-like decisions based on different insecurities. I wasn't saying you were, I wasn't trying to say you were. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think, I know you weren't saying that. I'm just, I'm taking it for myself. Like that's how I perceived that I was going about it. Like it was... I was being really strict and really religious, but not truly, I don't know how to explain it. Like it wasn't really coming from the heart. It was just, it was fear and it was just religiosity and legalism. And those are completely two different things. It wasn't, it wasn't conviction. It was just like being one that wanted to follow rules. And don't get me wrong, following rules is a beautiful thing and it keeps you safe, but um, I don't know if any of you are familiar and maybe you are, I'm sure a lot of you are, but familiar with the purity culture, like that screwed a lot of us young adults up when it comes to approaching, um, sexuality. Um, there were so many either, you either go far left or far right. And it really skewed our view of what grace meant in the middle of that, as well as what our own personal journeys are. And knowing that like, again, you're going to be convicted to do something different. Some people are going to be convicted to not kiss until marriage. Some people are going to be convicted to be totally okay with showing affection in that way and not restraining that. And there's nothing wrong with it. Um, so again, I would just say, as far as what I personally feel is acceptable, um, I can't necessarily say what's acceptable for you, you know, whoever is listening. Um, like, I don't know. I think it's truly based off of where you are in your relationship and um, where it is that you and the Lord stand on certain things and going from there. 
And what I also noticed with Stuart and I's journeys, cert journey, certain things shifted with time. So mm-hmm. some in the beginning, um, we refrained from certain things that we didn't closer to uh, getting engaged or getting married and vice versa. Like it just, again, went with where we were mentally, emotionally, physically, our personal convictions at the time, like things will shift, things will change. And again, it's just about being true to yourself and true to what it is that the Lord is speaking to you at the time. Yeah. I also, I think it's important to just say that as you're wrestling with this, with the Lord and navigating it with the Lord, um, to give yourself grace. I mean, and I, I, I just, I think it's important to give yourself grace. Not, I'm not saying, you know, like as Paul says, don't, don't abuse grace. I'm not saying abuse grace and just let the flesh have whatever it desires. Cause there's, there's absolute value in putting the flesh to death and, um, denying, our flesh, the desires that it wants. Um, but it's also, it's okay to to navigate it with the Lord. Even if your perspective on some things change after you have been dating for a while. And I'll say, um, I do think it's incredibly beneficial to mitigate physical touch or not even to have physical touch at all when you're like in the first few weeks or months, especially, especially if you're young and if you're, if you're, you know, you're listening to this in high school. Um, I think it's just so, I think it's important to be so guarded, like to have your heart very much guarded in the first few weeks. And basically what I'm saying is like, if you're kissing one week into it, like, I, (laughs) I think that that's, I think that that's moving way too fast. Yeah. And, um, on the, on the, on the other hand, on the other hand, if you're an adult, maybe you're not even a believer, maybe you are a believer, but if you're an adult and you've been dating for three years and you're having, you know, you're living together and you're having sex, I would challenge you and be like, why on earth have you not gotten married yet? Like, that's totally outside of what Scripture has laid as as the godly guideline. And um, you know, my personal opinion is just that dating is absolutely a man-made thing. It is not ordained and not designed by God. And marriage is what God has ordained. Marriage is what God designed. Um, Hundreds of years ago, people were getting married when they were in their teenage years. And like now, especially in America and in other parts of the world, it's common and popular to push marriage off till your 30s. But, you know, live how you want to live and and do what you want to do. And then for the, on the, like, Christians, especially Christian young young believers, um, find themselves questioning like, well, how on earth am I supposed to like, how am I supposed to maintain purity 
outside of, you know, if I'm not going to get married till my 30s, how am I supposed to maintain purity in the most sexually driven years of my life? In your teenage years, in your, your 20s, like, basically what I'm getting at is it is my personal opinion that it is, like, if you found someone who is a godly mate, as someone who you, like, whom the Lord can bless in a marriage relationship, and, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm getting it. What I'm getting is I think it's better to be married than to burn with lust. I agree with that scripture, and, um, yeah, that's just, that's kind of a little tangent, but, yeah. That is a tangent that is worth going into, probably in a separate ordeal, like a separate podcast, because it's really deep. We've talked about this a lot, even with our own journey, um, because we both don't believe in dating. We definitely are either you're considering that person for marriage or you're not entertaining the relationship at all. Um, because I just think dating isn't safe for the heart, to be honest. So again, that's a whole nother podcast for you, but we would love to get into that at some point, I'm sure. Um, okay. What you mean by dating is like the boyfriend, girlfriend label? Yeah. Yeah. Because dating is not just the label, but like, like casually, like a Russian roulette of people that you're. Oh yeah. Being really flippant and. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh my gosh, that is just not safe at all. That's mm. not safe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this actually segues well into the next question, which is, did we struggle with sexual temptation while dating? Mm. Hannah asked this question, which is a great question. Yep. Um, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We absolutely did. And... That is one of the factors we like to emphasize that. That is one of the reasons that we chose to get married early. Not the full reason that we chose to get married soon, quick, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we definitely did struggle um, sexually, and it was really hard. Thankfully, we did not have sex. Um, thank the Lord for grace and strength. We did not go that far. Um, but we did have a hard time keeping our hands off of each other, just yeah. being completely real about it. We were so attracted to each other. And, um, again, Stuart was truly my first and official boyfriend. So I know I'm just speaking for myself, like there were things, try not to get too weird about this, but there were things <laughs> that like, I, I mean, I just... I had never experienced like feeling wise, even mentally, like there were just a lot of, there were areas I hadn't dabbled into emotionally or mentally or even physically. Like, I guess the scripture, like don't awaken love until it's time. Again, that's a whole context search and that's a whole thing. But that sort of makes me think about where I was. Like, obviously it was time because he's my husband but like my body was becoming awakened and I didn't necessarily know how to navigate it and um it was just different it was <laughs> it was new and yeah so yeah. I don't know it was it was extremely hard obviously we are definitely not getting into details but um 
Yeah, that was a really hard part of our journey. There were so many times where I personally almost threw in the towel um, because of it. Um, I think it's good to go into that too, like just a little bit. We don't have to go too much, but um, I think for a godly couple, it is totally normal to struggle. I think it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine how it's not going to be a struggle. I mean, it, it just is a struggle. Your your flesh desires sexuality. God made us to be sexual creatures. It's in our nature. It is who we are. It's yeah. not everything that we are, but it is how God created us by design. And we have been called in Scripture to put that to death. And that is far more flipping harder to do than it is to say. Yeah. And for the Christian couple that struggles, you are not alone. Yeah. And I was so encouraged by all of the couples that we engaged with in conversation, the Christian godly couples that we looked up to that were married and were so lovingly honest with us and how when we would share with them our own struggles that they told us that they struggled too and mm-hmm. that we aren't alone. Wow. And I just think it's so good to just dismantle whatever shame can be dismantled because, boy, does the devil just love making us as Christians feel like we're absolutely alone and like we're the only ones who have sinned in this way and we're the only ones that have struggled in the things that we're struggling with and there's nobody else we can talk to and there's nobody else we can trust. And that's just a lie. That's just a blasted lie from the devil and that's good um yeah i'm so i I mean i was determined to to just get it out in the open i just wanted to talk to whomever we could talk to about it and i wanted to do the opposite because of shame and because of religiosity and legalism and insecurities and fear of man like it was a total identity thing for me I was just like oh my gosh people are going to think that I'm disgusting because this is what happened and I don't really love the Lord like I just had all of these scenarios made up in my mind of what people would think of me because of falling short and so yeah I was a complete opposite of Stuart like it took me a while to realize oh my gosh you only really get set free when you put it out in the open and set free doesn't necessarily mean you absolutely like conquer. Well, the way I'm saying it is not necessarily conquering that and not like no longer struggling with it, but like you're not held by shame. Like you're not imprisoned by the thoughts and the feelings of shame when you tell other people. Mm. And so um, the Lord was able to work a lot more in us, or I used to speak for myself, in my heart um, when I was open and vulnerable about it versus hiding it and trying to figure out a way to work myself back up to perfection. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I mean, for me, and maybe those of you who are listening to this, if you are dating and maybe you're in the same boat, you can relate to this. But like for me, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I went into this relationship with a sexual past, and um, even uh, a number of years ago, I was there was a, a girl whom I was engaged to, um, and we actually did have sex, and, and I was a worship pastor at a church, and it was just a horrible situation. I put myself in 
Um, but at the same time, like I was convicted and I, I confessed it and I ended up like getting fired and, and, uh, it was just a really, really, it was a hard situation to walk through. It was a hard, probably one of the hardest situations I've ever walked through in my life. That relationship obviously didn't pan out, but, um, I, I just, I, I say that because I, f- I feel like the Lord has just put it on my heart how important it is to combat shame and how um, even in the church, like, there, it, it's just so easy to get caught up in shame and to think that you have to hide things. And and even with that story that I just shared, like, it, I could have gone into this relationship or I could have been living the past few years of my life in in just total bound shame, thinking I have to hide things from people. And I'm just grateful that the Lord enabled me and, and us to to not get caught in shame and to not hide our struggles from the people who we knew could help us and the people who could give us encouragement and guidance and Yeah. Um yeah. It's just shame is such a nasty thing. And if you're struggling with shame right now and you're listening to this and maybe you're caught in something that you um you want to get out of, then I just declare in Jesus' name, like shame off of you. Uh and yeah, Heavenly Father, I just pray if anyone is listening to this right now and that they're experiencing shame about anything, that that, that shame would be broken, that that chain would be broken and that you would encourage them and just inspire them right now to talk to whomever they need to talk to, and that you would give them grace and um, Holy Spirit, that you would just comfort them and show them that they're loved and that they are not abandoned, that you haven't abandoned them, and that you still love them and that you're still with them. And um, yeah, just work in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. That's really good. Yeah, it is, it can be a scary and lonely and hard journey if you are in a relationship and struggling sexually, but yeah, we encourage you to share it with somebody. Those that like walked alongside us, it was mind blowing. Like I didn't run to people expecting them to say, oh my gosh, you're okay, stick it out. Like stay in it, Jesus still loves you. Like I did not, that's not what I was going to people to hear. I truly was like, show me myself, like show me what we need to do. You know, like I, I really was truly looking for, I guess, correction and a, a way to rectify the situation. But the Lord met us and met me with so much grace of people that legit were expressing like we literally struggle with the same thing. It is so normal. Like you are not an alien because you're struggling sexually yeah. with somebody that you see a future with. Like there is nothing wrong with you. And that was mind blowing to me. Like people that have been married for years, had not been married for years, like it didn't matter. Older people, our generation, like it was just mind blowing how it's a common thing. And it's not, it's just not spoken of again, because there is so much shame and fear and, um, yeah, there's just, it's a really hard thing to navigate in the Christian culture, which is unfortunate because if anything, that should be the safest place to navigate it. Um, yeah. And it, just really isn't realistically 
but prayerfully in time that'll change, especially for the generations coming after us. Like we do not want them to be bound by shame. We also don't want them to abuse grace. So that's a thing as well. But, Mm. um, yeah. So we, that's an interesting thought. What? I'm just thinking about what is going to happen in the church in the years to come with, with all of the, the sexual brokenness, it's only ramping up. Right. And, and and just I mean I mean, can you imagine like people tran like transgendered people, people that have changed their physical features coming back to the Lord. Yeah. And just I mean, it's gonna be totally different than what we've seen before. And I, I can't even I mean, obviously the Lord is so good and he can redeem anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, equip us now to be able to walk alongside them. Yeah, because the church. Needed. Yeah, we. <laughs> our church. Yeah, the church is is. Yeah, yeah. We need to pray for that. We need to pray that the Lord prepares the church to receive. Really, really sexually broken people. Absolutely. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. People are going to come back to the Lord. And it's going to be younger and younger. I mean, I'm not trying to be eerie about it but it's gonna happen with younger ages like the teens are gonna be the ones coming forth desiring for people to walk alongside them and then it's gonna be those younger than that and I mean that's it that is eerie to even think about but that's the reality like our our generations everything is moving to the younger ones even faster like they're being exposed far quicker than we had so it's just like yeah, we we truly have to have the Lord form his heart in us and in time so that we are prepared to walk alongside the army that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Last question. What was the hardest thing? Kirsten? Is that is it Kirsten, baby? Or Kirsten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirsten. Okay. Kirsten asks this question. What was the hardest thing about our dating journey? Hmm. That's a good question. What's the answer, babe? I would say our sexuality. Really? Ironically. I I think so. I'm trying to think. I I don't know what else could have been the hardest. Like that was the hardest part was that we couldn't keep our hands off of each other and couldn't figure out if that was like if that struggle was something that we should have like how do I put this like because we were struggling if we should have looked at it as this means that we weren't supposed to be together or oh my gosh we need to press into this and see like what the Lord is exposing in our hearts and Mm. the grace that he's willing to give and if this relationship is still worth fighting for even though it's not perfect and we are struggling like I think that temptation for me personally was really hard because again I wanted to just throw in the towel towel because it was hard and it was imperfect and brokenness was like showing and rearing its ugly head and I thought any appearance of brokenness means that it there is no hope and there's no life in it so Mm. I, I I mean I think that was the hardest part for me but then also 
like wanting to be with you all the time and knowing that because we weren't married, that couldn't be the case. So like really, I don't know, like grieving when you left, like grieving the distance, grieving the absence, um, that was really hard Mm. for me. So I guess those are two things that were difficult. I think the hardest thing for me was like I wanted to marry you. I just wanted to start doing life with you and I really didn't want to I didn't want that reality, the reality of being your husband and you being my wife to be years or even months away. I I I wanted it to while I was in, in that time, I wanted it to be here and now. And I, yeah. I, yeah, I just, I think I just, I struggled with waiting patiently. <laughs> I know I struggled with waiting patiently. Because yeah, that was hard. I, I mean, I asked you, like, I only, I pro- obviously when I proposed, you said yes. And, um, <clears throat> but the, just the, the teeter totter between, <laughs> Uh, you know the the date of when we would oh do it and gosh. and how we would do it. Whether it was going to be a, a large number of people, I mean, we both wanted it to be a small number of people, just to to make it really special and intimate. And um, yeah, I think for me that that probably was the hardest thing. That's really that's really really good. Those are. Now that I'm listening to him recall those, that was super hard, um, which is, again, something else that we can get to on another podcast, but like our original, maybe whenever we share our actual wedding journey and like what that planning for the wedding, before the wedding, after the wedding, like in that season, what that was like. But um, just to share a little snippet, yeah, our desires initially was to elope and that didn't happen. Um, for many reasons, and I believe it cards fell how the Lord desired it to, and it was beautiful. And I, um, yeah, I wouldn't change how the cards fell for anything in the world. But I would also, in addition to, do it this, this, and this way. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to dive into that a little bit. But yeah, yeah. That's good, baby. Well, this wraps up our episode for today. That's good. Um, Yeah, it went deeper than I thought it was going to. And I'm really, really glad that we were able to dive into things. But anyway, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And we pray that it was encouraging and ministered to you in some way. Um, if you are currently dating or interested in dating or engaged or wherever you are in your journey, um, yeah, we just encourage you to keep it in the open, meaning always keep your relationship in front of people that you trust, wise counsel, and at the feet of Jesus. Um, there is no cookie cutter way to do this relationship thing. There is no rule book. I mean, yes, we do have the Bible, but even in the Bible, it doesn't necessarily say everything about dating. It doesn't even mention dating, um, which is, I mean, pay attention to that. But I would definitely, um, 
yeah, just encourage you to be gracious with yourself and with your partner. And um, again, keep things out in the open so that the enemy doesn't attack either one of you and keep open communication. And if you're not dating, um, you can still have open communication with the Lord with where you are and what you desire and what you're struggling with. And he's, he's good and he's sovereign and your story is unique and it's written by the Lord and him alone. And so, um, yeah, just be gracious with yourself and confident in what that looks like for you. But anyway, we love you guys and be looking out for us to, um, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought for us to be able to finish or continue our Mm. actual dating journey and pick up from the crazy part of me falling in love with him because he got his ears pierced which is wild so anyway stay tuned for that and yeah we'll catch you next time see ya see ya bye thanks for listening to this episode of unhidden be sure to subscribe rate and review and share this podcast with a friend if you're on instagram let's connect my social media handles are in the show notes all right well that's all for now my loves be sweet be you and be free. See ya.